0: How many of you run into the situation where you go to meet with somebody and go speak with them and they say the just perfect wrong thing that causes you to become so angry? How many of you run into the situation where somebody says something and all of a sudden you feel a sense of humiliation? How many many times have you run into a scenario where your emotions run so high that you now are trying to figure out how do you best appear or how do you maintain a level of professionalism? My name is Parul Bhargava. Welcome to the Practicing Leader Podcast, and today we'll be talking about how do you best tackle these types of scenarios. Let's discuss. At this startup, I was having a conversation with some of the founders, some of the managers. We were talking about Some of the individuals that had taken some time off because they had vacation, they were trying to you know go off, and they were one of their sisters was getting married, so they were going to be away for a short period of time. And one of the individuals on the phone call responded with "bleeping Indians," and I'll let you fill in the blank with whatever call for language you want to use. But I stopped for a moment and. I was a little bit surprised, to say the least, because, one, I'm Indian, so I was kind of surprised that that was the type of language that they would use. So I stopped for a moment and said, "Um, pardon me, I, I don't think I heard that correctly. And the person repeated it and then said, I don't see what the problem is. I don't know why these people need to take so much time off. And to say the least, that was less than awesome experience for me and ended up in a situation where I offered my resignation on the spot and said, it sounds like this is something that you have a problem with. I'm okay with it. Um, Would you like me to stay for my full, full time of my contract or would you prefer that I just stop now? And the response is, well, there's no point in even being here then. Every time you have any types of these experiences where Somebody says something that is either offensive, is emotionally charged, has some sort of high stakes associated with it. It is always challenging. There is no way to be able to beat around the bush, no way to be able to describe it any other way. It is just hard. In order to be able to remain calm, even more difficult, especially when you're feeling offended. This is where you kind of have to look at it and try to figure out, what do I want out of this experience? In that moment, for me, I was just hoping I misheard. I was just hoping that this was not something I heard actually, that actually happened. Asking for clarity because, you know what? Up until that point, hadn't heard that type of language before. So this was something that was new to me and I was trying to give the benefit of the doubt. Unfortunately, when they doubled down and said, yep, said it and I'm going to say it again, um, a little bit more difficult to be able to try to let go of. So in that in that moment, I decided, for me, what was most healthy was I'm going to offer my resignation, and I'm going to walk away from that. And it was a difficult decision. It was one of those things where, yes, it happened quickly, but it was one of those things where I prioritized my health, my mental well-being over that role. While not optimal, it was something that I I felt strongly about. Another example I can give you is a time where I was working in a large group and ran into a situation where my manager said I should go get feedback from somebody. And I've mentioned this in my previous video about, about Dave. And and Dave had feedback for me. And when I went and chatted with Dave, I said, Hey, you know, my manager said I should come talk to you, said that you had said you had some feedback from me. And could you let me know, you know, what is it that I did? Is there something I, I could work on? Is there something that you could help me improve on? And Dave came back and said, "Well, you know what? When you schedule time with me, I actually went and did some research to try to figure out what it is that you did, and I really couldn't find any examples from any time recently because I've just chosen to work around you from now on, and I, I, I'll I'll be honest." I was stunned. I didn't know what to say. So I did my best to try to keep a level head and did my best to make sure I did my best to try to put my best self forward. And um, and said, is there anything I could do to try to figure out, hey, is there something I could do to try to win back your trust? Is there something that I could try to do to try to figure out what happened here? Because I don't remember the event that you're describing, but I'd like to be able to hear more. And... The example that he ended up giving me was that people have two opinions of you. People either actually absolutely adore you or they hate you. I fall into the latter category. And when I talk to folks that you work with, almost every one of your customers love you. But I just don't see there any point in really working with you because I don't think you really see what the long-term picture is. And really, I've just voted you off the island. Now, when I heard those words, folks that have not watched reality television or maybe not been exposed to the t- a reality television show called Survivor, voting someone off the island is an idiom that is used to be able to describe, hey, I've chosen to have you literally removed from an island to never see you ever again. So when you get that kind of feedback, I can only wish that you never experienced that. It is never something that is going to be easy to be, to be able to accept. And I I had to, again, try my best to try to be not say gracious, but at least be open to listening and trying to hear what they said. And again, I went back and said, you know, same conversation and said, can you explain to me what is it that I could do to try to change your opinion? And again, this kind of just sealed it and said, well, anything you do might be some proof that you actually um, are doing the things that I'm looking for. But anytime you do something wrong, you're basically going to seal the deal. I'm, I'm, I just basically is going to prove my point that you're not worth working with. And this experience, uh, I can say, was very traumatic for me, for the lack of a better way of describing it. This happened almost a decade ago. And I can still remember that conversation. remember the emotions that went with it. It was like a sense of anger, sort of disappointment, surprise, disgust. As a person that is my manager's peer, not have very much power to do anything about it. And there's not very much you can do about it where they're expecting perfection. You cannot deal with anything where errors are not tolerated. There is no opportunity to try to figure out, okay, is there a way to be able to work through this? And the opportunity here, for at least for me, was, okay, how do I show up as my best self? Allow me to show up as professional, independent of whether or not the person I'm speaking to is showing up as professional. And that's why we're trying to be leaders versus other folks. This is where it's a matter of trying to figure out what is the outcome you're looking for? How do you want to show up? Did I show up in the best way possible? Did I do the best I could? And did I, did I try my best to try to see them from their point of view and meet them where they are? Now, I told you about two events that happened in my past that kind of articulate how do you deal with situations that are high stakes, I had in one case, I had effectively my boss say something that was not appropriate. And in another situation, I had a colleague of my boss make statements that really, not really that professional. How do you deal with that? And this is where we'll jump into what are some things you need to consider? How do you try to tackle these things? Because you are only in control of your behavior and how you show up. That's all you can control. And really what you need to think about is, how do i want to show up and what do i want to get out of this conversation so what we're going to talk through here now is how do you deal with these types of conversations these are things that have high stakes they are they are things that are going to have an impact on you or could have an impact on you how do you prepare yourself because really what it's about is how do you make sure you show up in the right way and We're going to talk through some key points here to to see, okay, well, how do you do this? And we'll talk about them one by one. But the key points to consider here is how do you prepare for it, make sure that you're ready? How do you make sure that it's safe for other people to talk honestly and be able to bring themselves to the conversation as well? That way they're engaged in the conversation. How do you make sure you stick to facts and not create stories? As well as how do you make sure you can share your feelings about what exactly you're experiencing and that the other person can also share theirs? Next point is, how do you actually continue to respect one another as you're having this conversation? And then finally, how do you look at this as an opportunity to both learn and understand? How do you prepare for a conversation? How do you prepare yourself when you know you're about to step into a situation where you're about to get some feedback, hear something, and you're about to hear something from somebody that not exactly the warm and fuzziest type, not exactly one that is there to make you feel good about yourself necessarily, how do you prepare yourself for that? You have to identify why you're going. If you're going there just to be able to check a checkbox and say, yes, I went and talked to him, great, then you know what? That's just a conversation where you're going to go talk to somebody, and the outcome really doesn't have any bearing. Next thing is understanding what the outcome that you're looking for is. Are you looking to just have the conversation, or are you looking to actually understand what's going to happen there? And understanding and knowing that up front will help you be prepared for what exactly the conversation is going to look like, How is that, how are you going to behave, and how are you going to show up. Preparing yourself this way will at least give you a plan of what to expect and at least give you a way to be able to at least structure some of the conversation, and it'll get you started. The next piece here is making it safe to be honest. If you go in and you go in with emotions flared, don't worry. They will they will mirror that behavior and they will meet you right where you're at and they'll make sure that they don't have a conversation with you. Now, when I had the conversation with Dave, I went in and remained calm throughout the entire conversation. So I was able to elicit more information from him. Granted, it didn't really help me, but you know, hey, what do you do about that? I can't fix that. At least I was able to have a conversation with him. At least I was able to go through and talk through some of these things and at least get more information about what his perspective was. And he felt safe in being honest. So going in with the trying to express what the mutual purpose is, hey, I'd like to get the feedback from you. I heard that you had some. I'd like to hear more about that. Can you give me more information about what's going on? sharing at least what the mutual purpose is, showing the respect and avoiding defensiveness will help you be able to have a better conversation, allow it to be at least have a chance of being productive and less confrontational. Next piece here is sticking to the facts. Now, it's very easy for us to be able to listen and hear and be a part of an experience and how somebody behaved towards you and for you to create a story about how you're the hero and they're the villain. It is super easy. And this is where it's very, very important to be able to stick to the facts and stick to exactly what occurred without emotional terminology, without some sort of judgment being applied, which will be difficult to begin with, but it'll be something that you need to be able to consider when you're going and having the conversation. If you go in jumping to conclusions, don't worry. They'll jump with you. They'll be right there, right next to you, jumping to the conclusions of their own because guess what? You're the villain in their story. By sticking to the facts, it'll be an easier dialogue to have. You'll be able to have a conversation about what is it that you observed? What is it that you saw? And be able to talk about them objectively versus talking about the conclusion about what you thought that behavior meant. In some cases, as you're having conversations, you may want to also share your feelings about the situation. And the key here is one, sticking to the facts. As well as being respectful and non judgmental about what your feelings are and making sure you couch them in context of I statements versus you made me feel this way or you did this to me. Staying away from those because those don't really work because those are not really feelings, those are conclusions. Instead, talking about it from the perspective of I felt like you didn't value my contribution. And the reason why I felt that way is when you, when you sent out your newsletter, you thanked everybody else and you excluded me. Now that's talking about your feelings and your context and the specific behavior or action that was taken. By sharing that type of information, it gives the other person an opportunity to be able to, one, be part of that dialogue and have a conversation about it. Be like, you know what, man? I am totally sorry. That was an oversight on my part. What can I do? Can I send a note to your manager? Can I send something else to say thank you for the work that you did? I did not mean to exclude you. That was so my bad. So, if appropriate, and you have the trust with the individual, share your feelings about it. what exactly is happening because it's going to help build a deeper relationship with that individual. Just like when you share what you're feeling, they will also share how they're feeling. They're going to share what their experience was. They're going to share things from their point of view. They're going to share their opinions. They're going to share how they experienced this entire interaction because... Again, just like I said previously, you might be the villain in their story, just like they're the hero in theirs. It'll be important to be able to show that you respect their opinions. You may not agree, but at least that you're listening to them and you're hearing what they say, and you're trying to figure out how do you resolve these issues. Try to create a more open and productive conversation and continuing the conversation. If you're not able to have that respect mutually accepted on both sides, It's gonna be challenging to try to build any sort of relationship. It'll be a matter of it makes it more challenging on both fronts. This last one is about looking for opportunities for learning and understanding. Be curious, understand what exactly is happening. Ask questions, actively listen. As they're talking about something, ask them open-ended questions. Tell me more about that. How did that happen? Could you describe for me what what happened here that made you think this way? Is there something else that we could do differently? asking more questions in order to be able to elicit more information. Because really, as you begin to understand their perspective and their opinions, you might learn something new. And that might be a way for you to be able to say, you know what, maybe we need to come up with a different solution here. Maybe we have to do something different. Because clearly this didn't work for either of us because we're in this conversation to begin with. But now we've learned something new here. Let's try to tackle this differently and together. As we wrap this podcast up, the thing I want to leave you with is being engaged, having the conversation with individuals, making sure that you're prepared to have them, being there and making it safe for others to be able to have the conversation with you. Make sure you stick to the facts, be respectful, and sharing your feelings where appropriate is going to help you be able to learn more and be able to be able to deliver better results. To find out more information about this topic and a little bit more in depth about the science behind it, a little bit of the background, there's a book called Crucial Conversations. If you're on YouTube watching this, I'll go ahead and put some information in the description below. That way you can go find out some more information about the book itself. If you're on the podcast, if you're listening on the podcast, www.thepracticingleader.com slash crucial conversations. And go ahead and check out the link there and we can point you right to it. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week.